Welcome to a series of podcasts brought to you by Yale University. This is Dr. Gil Moore, Professor of Obstetrics, Gynecology, and Reproductive Sciences, and Director of the Reproductive Immunology Unit at Yale School of Medicine, discussing how bridging basic science and clinical practice can be used to treat ovarian cancer. My name is uh, Gil Moore. I'm an MD-PhD and um, I'm the director of the translational research program known Discovery to Cure at uh, the Department of Obstetric and Gynecology at the Yale School, uh, the Yale University School of Medicine. Uh, the subject that I want to uh, cover uh, today is um, the objectives of this new program known as Discovery to Cure. The program was created with the objective to uh, bridge the basic science and the clinical practice. In other words, to bring to the clinic the new discoveries done in the lab. There are two major areas that the Discovery to Cure program is focusing today. One is the detection, and second one is the treatment. Why those two areas? Because those two are the most relevant uh, for the treatment of cancer. And specifically, we were going to talk about ovarian cancer. Ovarian cancer is one of the most lethal forms of cancer. It kills more women uh, than any other type form of cancers. And the reason that is such a terrible disease is because when the disease is discovered, when the tumor is discovered, in the majority of the cases is in less stage, when the tumor is difficult to treat and any type of chemotherapy, um, it's not able to, to destroy the tumor. Therefore, what we know today is that if we discover the tumor at the early stages, the success for treatment increased for 40, from 40% to 95%. So early detection is a critical thing for the treatment of ovarian cancer. I'm happy to share with you our most recent uh, discovery and application that is a new test for the early detection of ovarian cancer with a sensitivity and a specificity of close to 99%. What does it mean, this number? At the present time, the only test that exists for the detection of ovarian cancer is CA125. That is a protein that is detected in the blood. This test is excellent for detecting ovarian cancer, but in late stages. It's very poor for detecting in the early stages. Our test is based on four pro and six proteins, sorry, six proteins in the blood. And the combination of these six proteins it gives us the sensitivity and the specificity that I mentioned previously, close to 99%. Now, you will ask, what is the difference of our test? Why has this specificity compared with other uh, approaches? 
And the reason is the following, and because of time I will say in two words. The old approaches were related to discovering something that the tumor will produce. When the tumor is big, or in the later stages, it produces a lot of growth factors and proteins that can be detected in the blood. However, at the early stages, the tumor is microscopic, very few cells. It's impossible to detect what the tumor produces in the early stages. However, the body recognizes the presence of those abnormal cells and responds to those abnormal cells by producing many factors. We detect those factors, the ones produced by the body in response to the abnormal cells. That is the reason why we can detect in very early stage. The second part of my talk is related to new therapies. Because the question is, okay, you discovered the tumor early, what do you do? How do you treat? The conventional therapy is the use of chemotherapy. Those are very strong uh, drugs that has a lot of side effects. In many cases, the patient suffers more from the chemotherapy than by the, the disease itself. But this has been the standard therapy for almost 50 years. And in many ways, it works. It kills the majority of the tumors. And in ovarian cancer, for example, 80% of the patients will respond to chemotherapy. However, from that 80, those 80%, 85 or close to 90 will present the same disease between two to five years. Or in other words, they will recur. And here comes the big problem, because when the disease recurs, those tumors have become, became resistant to chemotherapy, and they fail to any treatment. And the only thing that we can do is just to prolong the life of the patient by months, not by years. We cannot cure. We only prolong the life. Our approach has been to understand how the tumor becomes resistant to chemotherapy. And one of the, the basic biological uh, findings is something that is related to apoptosis or cell death. What the tumor has developed is the capacity to escape cell death. They become immortal. We discover the proteins that are making those cells, the cancer cells, immortal. So we, we are trying to develop, or we develop some drugs that will remove the proteins that are making the tumor immortal. In other words, we reverse that process. We make them now sensitive to cell death. And the best example is a new drug that is called phenoxodyl. It was characterized in our lab, and in less than four years, we moved it from the lab to now a phase three clinical trial, and this is an, a national or international multi, uh, uh, clinical trial. And my last point is the following. Although we can regulate the, uh, the apoptosis in the tumor, something was, uh, uh, was surprising for us is that the more chemotherapy we, we give, 
the more depth uh, we induce in the tumor cells, the more they will grow afterwards. In other words, at the beginning, we see the tumor, the tumor is shrinking. When we finish the therapy, the tumor will grow faster and bigger. And the most interesting thing is that when they start coming back and, uh, and growing faster after the therapy, there was a lot of immune cells inside of the tumor. And in general, immune cells are supposed to kill the tumor. But what we found in recurrent disease is that the immune cells are helping the tumor to grow. So, and this is very new, what I'm going to share with you is that the tumor evolves and it learns something that is basic in our survival, that is a mechanism of repair. Every time that we have a wound, our tissues will have a process of repair that involves immune cells, new blood vessels, and proliferation of the cells so the wound will be healed. The tumor has exactly the same capacity, but 100, 100 times higher than the normal cells. So when the tumor is dying, immediately what is left is activated, and they, they trigger a mechanism of repair that will bring immune cells, that will create new blood vessels, and will replace the dying cells. In other words, the tumor is the best example of evolution of adaptation, using everything that is in the normal body, but 100 times enhanced for its own survival. Therefore, the approach for the treatment of cancer involves two aspects. One, early detection, before it learns, before it becomes that monster with that huge capacity to adaptation. And second, and a strategy of treatment that will approach or will attack multiple qualities of the survival of the tumor. That includes the capacity of repair, the capacity of resistance of apoptosis, the capacity of regeneration. But before I tell you goodbye, I would like also to share something different um, and there is another concern that has nothing to do with cancer, is our concern to the new generation of scientists. We see uh, how it's, there is a, a decrease in the number of um, young scientists, especially at the level of high school. The interest in science is decreasing significantly. Five years ago, we started another experiment we brought to labs in the department of OBGYN selected students from high schools in the area. And we brought them for six weeks as in a small internship. And at the conclusion of the internship, they had a great time. And they did even an outstanding job in the lab. So we decided to establish a program that is called the High School Internship uh, of the Discovery to Cure program. And the program, uh, the internship is six weeks where juniors, uh, high school juniors, are selected to expand six weeks in one research lab in the Department of OBGYN or now at the medical school. And I'm happy to tell you that this is the fifth year. We have 10 schools participating 
20 students and we are even getting students from abroad from south america we have also from other uh, states in the united states from uh, pennsylvania uh, uh, georgia and so on and the great thing is that we're making a difference because the students who participated in our program all of them if i will say 99% now they're going to either to medicine or science when many of them never thought that that will be a possibility or uh, for their careers gil moore md phd is professor of obstetrics gynecology and reproductive sciences director of both the Reproductive Immunology Unit and the Translational Research Program, Discovery to Cure, at Yale School of Medicine. This was recorded at the Yale Center for Media Initiatives on May 30, 2007.